Hello, this is Mike McDivitt, interim pastor of the New Hope Baptist Church. Here on September the 10th, uh, tomorrow, of course, we are going to uh, remember 9-11, right? And those families that were affected and those who died. Uh, we should still keep them in our prayers, even though it's been a lot of years, hasn't it? But uh, and, uh, really letting that... Um, Help us to focus also in on our country. They're in bad shape. A lot of things isn't there, my friends. We need to pray for it. If you don't pray for your country, please pray for it. In the Bible, you're commanded to pray for your country, for those who rule over you. And I tell you what, I mean, we do our due diligence, hopefully, as Christians to vote and do those things that as a good citizen we ought. But don't forget to pray. All right, so we're thinking on that, but I would like to, if you would, turn with me to Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40, and I think the thing that we can focus in on in these times as we reflect is the one thing that is there for us, the, 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 the God's word. God's word is the revealer of who he is, is it not? And... As we reflect on that, I want to talk about some things about the Word of God. Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 8. It says, The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the Word of our God shall stand forever. Let's pray. Dear Father, just thank you for this day you've given us, Lord, and I pray. That, Lord, you will just open up our hearts and our spiritual eyes, Lord, to see what you have for us today in your word. It's not so much what the preacher says here, but what your word says. And we thank you for it, Lord. And I ask these things in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So the word of the Lord will stand forever. Preservation of God's word, right? Some people say, well, what you're reading really isn't what was written. Here's the problem with that. God said he would preserve his word. And he did. And a lot of church thinks differently, but I think maybe one of these days on the, on this podcast we'll get into why I believe what I believe in that. We believe in the old King James. It's trustworthy. I believe it was written with the well intention. And also God had his hand on it. I really do. Coming out of the Textus Receptus, we're not going to get into all that today, but we will. I think that'll be a good thing to get involved with. But God, point is, God promised He would preserve His word. So, either we're not reading the words of Jesus, and God lied, or we are, and God did what He said He would do and preserve His word. It would be forever, and I tell you what, I'll take my. A bet on God. I won't I won't put my money down on what man says. Because God be true and every man a liar, right? He said that his word shall stand forever. And I believe that's not just what he says that uh, up from his throne. But what he has revealed to us, what he said in his word. In his written word. He preserved it for us. That's how we know who he is. Who Christ is what he wants. 
So it said it would stand forever. Let's look in Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24. We're going to look in around verse 32. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 32 through 36. And it says, Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender, and putteth forth leaves, ye know that the summer is nigh. So likewise ye, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near, even at the door. Verily I say unto you, This generation shall not pass, till all these things shall or things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. God's words shall not pass away. He promised. It stands forever. You know, when God makes a promise... He keeps it. And everything that's held in this universe is held together by the good Lord. From the atoms that make your body up to the Milky Way to the solar system to your salvation, my friend. His word holds it all together. His word is true. And he said, when he says his words will stand forever, and more specifically, when he says his word shall not pass away, what does that mean? Well, I don't think we could take it to mean anything more than the, what the good Lord says, can we? It is a fact, then, that God's word, his words shall not pass away. Psalm chapter 119. I know we're going back and forth, but... Bear with me, bear with me if you would. Psalm chapter 119, easy one to find, biggest chapter in the Bible, right? Psalm chapter 119, starting here in verse 89, Psalm 119, 89 through 93. It says, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Thy, faithful, thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established the earth, and it abideth. They continue this day according to thine ordinances, for all are thy servants. Unless the, thy law hath been my delights, I should not then have perished in mine own affliction. I will never forget thy precepts, for with them thou hast quickened me. His word is settled in heaven, my friends. Keeping his word will help you in your life, says in 92. But his word is settled in heaven. You know, if I've heard it once, I've heard a hundred times people say, well, you know, I know that's in the Bible, but I just don't believe that. 
Well, I don't know what to tell you if you don't believe that, because whatever the Bible says is what God has to say. And what God says is, you know. And so it's settled in heaven. If the Bible says, and it's talking about 24-hour days, when it's talking about his creation, that he created the world and the universe in six days, then that is what it is. It's settled. His word is settled. Let's talk about settled science. People don't, they really look at science these days and it's really settled theories or whatever. It's not settled science. Well, what's in the Bible? The Bible might not be a scientific Bible. Whatever it mentions that applies to science, sciences is a fact. And you say, that's, that's simplistic, Mike. You're a simpleton. Well, call me what you want. But I'll take the Bible, and I'll take his word, and I believe exactly uh, what he says. I really do. It's settled in heaven. We can't discuss it on the basis of God and his word, and uh, we might not have much of a conversation then, because I trust in the Lord. We're in Psalms anyways. Let's look back here in Psalm chapter 12. Psalm chapter 12. Verse 6 and 7. And it says, The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified even seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. His words are pure words. Not only is preserve, preserve word talking about there, but they're pure words. They're true words. They are to be, uh, that's what we measure everything up to. They're pure. When he says, don't do something, uh, thou shalt not lie, for instance. That's a pure statement. That's true. We are not subject to the way we feel about that. It is what God says it is. Thou shalt not. What happens if you do? Well, then you sinned. You sin against the good Lord when you do that. His word is pure. And you can take that to the bank. It's settled in heaven. His words are pure. We're not going to go there, but Matthew chapter 5, 17 and 18 again talks about uh, not one thing will pass away from God's word. That's a true statement. Psalm 119 again. We're in Psalm anyway. Let's go back to that big chapter of the Bible. Psalm chapter 119. Starting, and it's like a big chapter, right? Let's go clear back here to Psalm 119, verse 126. Psalm 119, 126 through 128. That's just three verses. And it says that, is time for thee, Lord, to work for thy, for they have made the void thy, excuse me, let me reread that. I'm tripping over my words here. We got an alarm that keeps beeping the back of me. You have to forgive me for that. It is what it is, though, where I'm at right now in the office at the church. And it says, It is time for thee, Lord, to work, for they have made void thy law. Therefore, I love thy commandments above gold, yea, above fine gold. 
Therefore I esteem by precepts concerning all things to be right. I hate every false way. We are to love the word of God. How do you love his word? Well, let me put it this way. How do you know if you love his word? Very simply, Jesus says, if you love me, you keep my commandments. If you love his word, how, how, do, you, how do you know? Do you read it? Do you read it? Have you spent any time in his word this week? Do you believe it? Do you believe it? When you read something in the Bible, do you take it literally as his word? I hope so. Now, here's the most important one now. Not only do you read it and do you believe it, do you live it? Do you live it? When you read his word and you see something you should or should not do, that precious, infallible, holy word of God, do you live within its boundaries? Now, I know we can't do it perfectly, I know, and some people make that as an excuse. Well, I can't, I can't be perfect, and then it's, it's an excuse so they don't have to live in it. They want to live in their sin, in other words. Well, my friends, although we are not perfect, we are not supposed to be practicing sin. We are supposed to be trying to be more like Jesus Christ, the only sinless one I know that there ever was, in this whole world, but we are supposed to be on a daily basis becoming more and more like our master, aren't we? Of course we are. Yes, we are. We're going to come back to Psalm for the last verse, but if you would turn with me to John chapter one, turn with me. So the book of John, within the Gospels here, in chapter 1. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I want you to keep in mind here, and I think we've read this a couple of times for some reason in the past couple of weeks, pertaining to other things we have talked about. Understand, the word, word here is Jesus Christ. It's Logos. Okay? And um, it, 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 it means Jesus. We can get more involved with that, but just keep that in mind. In reading this chapter, we're not going to read the whole chapter, but let's start. Verse 1 of John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him, was not anything made that was made. And in him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth it not. Jesus is the living word. He's the living word. You want to know who God is? Not only read your Bible, but do yourself a favor, my friends. Look in the Gospels. As you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, especially John, you really see 
who Jesus is. And if you know who Jesus is, Jesus said, if you know me, you know the Father. You want to know what God's like? See what Jesus is like. You want to know how what Jesus is like? Read the Gospels. You know, Matthew has a king. Mark is a servant. Luke is a person. But John is God. Start with the book of John. And as you read about the Master, Jesus Christ, you will see in Him God embodied. He is part of the Trinity, is He not? And as you look at His life and His words, and everything about Him, you see God in what? The Bible, the written Word of God. We can read about the living Word of God can't we? You bet your life we can. There's one more verse though I'd like for us to read. How important is his word? You know, well, I think we've pretty much covered the gambit here, haven't we? As we've read in his word about his word and how important it is supposed to be to us. Have we not seen that? There's a verse that's a very important verse. How important is his word to God? Let's look at Psalm chapter 138. Psalm chapter 138. We'll read verse 1 and 2 just to keep the two in context. Psalm chapter 138, verse 1 and 2. It says, I will praise thee, my God. My, excuse me, let me read it down. I don't know why I'm just... just uh, Murdering these words here today. I will praise thee with my whole heart. For the gods will I sing praise unto thee. I will worship toward thy holy temple. And praise thy name for thy loving kindness. And for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above thy name. How important is God's word to him? He magnifies his word above his own name. Now, I don't know if we can really even understand how that, how much uh, that means. He has angels around him, blessing him 24 hours a day. Praising the Lord. Hallelujah. Continually worshiping the Lord. I'll bet you my mother passed away a year and a half ago. I bet you she's still praising the Lord. Oh, man, I can't imagine in heaven itself. But as wonderful and as blessed as that is, I'm going to tell you something. He puts his word above his name. So how much time shall we spend in it? I think quite a bit, shouldn't we? Daily. There's some other common verses we haven't read about his word. But I thought I'd take some of the other ones this time. And read about the word of the Lord. Spend some time in his word, would you? And let's get to know our Lord. Let's have a word of prayer. Dear Father, I just thank you for this day you've given us. And I pray, Father, that you will help us as we go through another week. That we would... Seek your face by spending time in your word. On our knees in prayer, but in your word also. Pray, Father, you would help us to know 
more who you are by spending time with you in this precious word that you hold above your own name. We love you, Lord. We thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, my friends, I hope you're going to spend some time with the Lord today, this week, this month, more than last. And I pray that you will witness to some poor lost soul about the gospel that we find in his word. And that next week when we meet, that a revival will have started an ember in your heart to a burning flame by then. And we can really get busy for the Lord this month, this week, today. You have a great week, my friend. God bless you.